Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There's an opportunity this season to have the most unforgettable Super Bowl of all time. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you. Perloff, when you are sitting in this close to making history, something that we will talk about for ages and ages to come, something that amongst all the great Super Bowl champions would stick out and pop unlike any of the other three teams that are left in the in the tournament, so to speak, you have got to be rooting for that outcome if you don't have a rooting interest in the game. And what I mean by that is that the Detroit Lions have a chance to win their first Super Bowl Ever. We know they won NFL championships back in the 50s and 40s and 30s, whatever. This is a chance for history. This is Red Sox. This is Cubs. This is an all-time moment that we could have. If you don't have a rooting interest now with those final four teams left, you have to be rooting for the Detroit Lions, not just make the Super Bowl, but to win the Super Bowl. This would be a, a milestone and a line of demarcation that fans would remember forever. So if you could set the lineup, if you were the NFL scriptwriter that we all know exists, yeah. if you could do it right now, you would have the Lions in the Super Bowl. I would have the Lions winning the Super Bowl because, again, you slay a dragon and a demon like this where the team did not win a playoff game until 1991, if you're starting from the Super Bowl era. Then again, this year. Like, this is some all-time stuff we're talking about. We are in rarefied air to get this close. And we've seen this happen with other all-time, you know, losing franchises when they finally win, what it means to the NFL, what it means for history. And these are things that we remember as all-time great titles. Like, we're here Another title for the Chiefs. Okay, we can talk about what that does for them, chasing Tom Brady, fine. You know, you're talking about the 49ers, already known as this great organization, a winning organization, and a a team that's not going anywhere. And you're talking about the Ravens, who basically win a title like once every 12 years or so. Like, the Ravens have also a winning sort of pedigree. The Lions have a losing pedigree, and the fact that they're here and this close – this has got to be the Super Bowl winner we're all rooting for. Well, yeah, that's a great fable. It's a wonderful story. <laughs> and I love it. The little guy finally getting their title. But the reality of, we're talking Super Bowl matchups. I expect Baltimore to beat Kansas City. I think a lot of people do. Baltimore-Detroit is not the matchup we're going to see. Because Detroit is not winning that title. They would be set up for the slaughter in that game. You saw the first game they played. I understand San Francisco got sort of blown out by Baltimore. Detroit didn't belong in the same field as Baltimore. You do not. The Lions are so fun. Jameer Gibbs, 
funnest player in the league, non-quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Amara St. Brown, my favorite. I love all these players. They can't do any of that fancy stuff against that Ravens defense. That is not going to be a fun game. There's nothing about Lions-Ravens that is exciting as a fan. Uh, if you could maybe get Mahomes through, like that's something. The Lions wouldn't have a chance in this game. So that's why I think that is the, probably the worst matchup of any matchup. But I need to see the, the heavyweights at this point. I love the Cinderella, but I need to see a team with a punching chance against the Ravens, and that's the Niners. Okay, but you think that if the Niners and the Ravens had a rematch, that it would be different? Yes. It, the, yeah, and I do think the Lions did get blown out by the Ravens at mm-hmm. home. Well, yes, and also the Lions obviously had Jared Goff outside in Baltimore, so it'd be a more even game. It'd be better, but I do feel like this, I just can't, in my mind, I can't get my head around the Lions beating that Ravens team. Yes, it'd be a wonderful story. It'd be like the Red Sox, but I just don't see this year's Ravens teams being that team that's going to lose. So yeah, I I like it. You're taking a Hail Mary on the chance that the Lions are going to win that game, and it's a great story, but the reality is, picture yourself in Vegas getting ready for the big game. I think you want it. I think the Niners Ravens would be the real battle. Man, I I love you say that this isn't a fable. Like why can it be? Why why can't it be? Well, yeah. I mean, the Lions are a touchdown underdog. They are. I get that. Uh they haven't I mean, they let the a very mediocre playoff team in the Bucks hang around. Uh so I just why can't it be just reality is why it can't be because they're probably not as good a team as those other teams. They're a lot of fun, but when you look at their rosters, you look at the way they played this year, they're just the fourth best team alive right now. You know, but listen, this is why it's one game. This is why it's different than when you play a series like in the NHL, baseball, or the NBA. You know, the the anything can happenness of it, the game planning for one for one game, and the fact that you have seen them before maybe takes a little if it let's say it is the Ravens in this instance, takes a little of the boogeyman away from them. It's like, all right, we've seen it before. It was outside. It was at their place. We got our butts kicked, but let's do this on a neutral field inside. Everything changes. And I I just, with the other four teams, this is no disrespect. And again, if you're rooting for one of those teams, then then you're going to be like, Maggie, I'm rooting for my team. I get it. But if you don't have a rooting interest, to root for history at this point, I think is just the right thing to do. Like, this is... This is the mm. moments. Are we really going to remember? Is it going to stand out and be so super memorable if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl? It's going to be just part of the dynasty. It's going to be part of it. And and it will be special to those fans. They've already gotten to, to taste this. Yeah. And they all have the all-time great quarterback. Like the Ravens, does anyone think they won't be back with Lamar Jackson, who's about to be the two-time MVP? I mean, the 49ers, one of the great Coaches probably with Kyle Shanahan, maybe of all time, if we're, you know, what if this continues, incredible team, you know, had success, been really close. You have like, you know, basically this, you know, Joe Montana, the Steve Young, you have this history, this amazing winning history. The Lions have jack squat. They've got a losing season where they didn't win at all. They've got Matthew Stafford asking for a trade and winning a Super Bowl the first year he goes somewhere else. They've got Megatron already in the Hall of Fame, one of the great wide receivers of all time. Couldn't do anything. Barry Sanders yeah. couldn't do anything in the postseason. Like The Lions have to be the pick here, and I think it makes it a much more fun Super Bowl if the yeah, Lions are in. But the, you, the one thing you want is a close Super Bowl. You want drama. And historically, you remember the dynasties. You don't remember the one-off teams. So I think the, what what is defined NFL football is dynasties. It's the Patriots. It's the Steelers in the 70s. It's the Cowboys under Tom Landry. It's not these, like, for example, Baltimore and San Francisco played in 2012. Right. 
And those teams sort of went into the flim-flam of NFL history. Nobody remembers anything about except that Colin Kaepernick played and the lights went out in New Orleans. And the Harbaugh's were coaching against yeah, I just, Yeah, I just, I think that actually the dynasty and the Chiefs is way more interesting. I think if you look at TV ratings, obviously the Chiefs are starting to become the new Cowboys. They're yep. starting to, like, eyeballs, we want to see history. We, we want the dynasty. We don't want the plucky underdog. And we need a close game. It could easily... Uh, if you're going to say what's the most likely blowout, it could easily be 42-17 Ravens. And th- what are you going to do in the second half of that Super Bowl? <laughs> Sit around and eat chips. Uh, he, he, let's just say it happens to be Lions versus the Chiefs, okay? Let's well, just, then, uh, okay, it's a different animal, this. but okay. I'm going to tell you what it's going to set up like. Chiefs as the villain, Lions as the as the, as the uh, darlings. That, yeah, that's what it's going to be. But and mild people are going to be rooting. I know people. You say people love to root for the dynasties, or you mm. want the excellence and the sustained excellence. I think that the fans would be so on the Lions, like public sentiment, yeah. if you will, because I think the Chiefs. While we love watching how great Mahomes is, and everyone loves Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, I think they'd become unlikable. Yeah, I know you've said that, but they're very. I understand everyone roots against the best team, like kind of like Steph Curry and the yep. Warriors. Who they is love a, you at first, and yeah. then you keep winning, keep winning, keep winning, and yeah. people start to turn on you. But I think it's really, in my opinion, it's really hard to muster a lot of energy to hate. You just said, I, first of all, you added Steve Spagnuolo. Is likeable. <laughs> I did. I, that I one did. was, uh, I couldn't quite follow you. <laughs> the <but> defensive <laughs> coordinator. How much hate in you? It's a recency thing from how can Sunday's you, game. How do you really muster hate against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey? Maybe Kelsey because of Taylor Swift. I get the Taylor Swift thing. She's so popular, and that's annoying. But how do you dislike Patrick Mahomes? What, I don't. What, it's impossible. And it, I think I think you're like everybody else. Like, yeah, the Chiefs will be the big big bad guy, but they are they're very hard to dislike. They're not nothing like the evil empire New England Patriots or the Yankees of the, the 2000s. It's really hard to muster this hate. Okay. I think the Chiefs Lions is like the nice guy Super Bowl. Like I can picture Jared, uh, Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes just sitting there and and saying how wonderful both they are. Okay. You know, but here's the thing, and I know that the Warriors are a little different. I think the backlash really started when Durant joined because it was like, oh come on, you know, Kevin Durant's not going to join a 73 win team that doesn't feel right. You're trying to stack the deck way too far in your favor, but. There was, like, even Curry, probably one of the most likable players maybe ever, who's got a, a, a Q rating that's probably as high as any athlete that no. we have. He still got backlash because of the winning. Like, Mahomes, even if you like him personally and you like the commercials and, you know, whatever per- persona he's putting out there, like, you still get the backlash when you win this much. Yeah, and he does complain about calls a lot, but yeah, every he's elite, a crybaby sometimes. Yeah, but get you know what other quarterback combo, yeah. complains about calls? Yeah, every all thirty-one. Josh Allen complains almost every play. So and Lamar, Lamar looks to the official every time he's tackled. Lamar immediately the first thing he does is turn to the official and say, "Well, why? Where was my?" Well, you got to work the officials, you know. Yeah, I mean that's, that's just part of the game. And Mahomes does it. Mahomes is probably a little worse, but. I mean, come on. If you're mustering hate for Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what kind of fan you are because you're watching the GOAT. You got to appreciate it. I, I think you look back at sports when Tom Brady was retiring, like, oh, man, I probably should have appreciated him more while he was playing. So to see Mahomes at a Super Bowl is something special. You think we didn't appreciate Brady enough? Get out of here with that. I, I, it's not that you hate Mahomes. It's you hate the winning of the Chiefs, right? You yeah. want to see somebody topple the empire. I do think you want to see a dynasty in the Super Bowl, though. I mean... The, if you say Ravens Lions, two, I mean they're great teams, but 
the history of the Chiefs, like the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl makes it a little bit more special, doesn't it? I mean, isn't that the number one draw? Let's put this in the poll. And again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about if you don't have a rooting interest here, if you're not a Ravens or a Chiefs or a 49er fan, you got to be rooting for the Lions to make history. I mean, to a team that is so associated with losing and being losers to now be this close to the Super Bowl and to win their first Super Bowl ever. These other teams have won. It's another trophy in the trophy case. For the Lions, this would be the all-time validation for fans to hang on and stick with it and to not abandon this team. Like, this is the sweetness that I'll say people like me who are Bills fans, we're hoping one day we get to, to taste this. And as these kind of teams go by the wayside where you have the Red Sox break their curse and you have the Cubs break their curse and you get Cleveland, the city of Cleveland gets a title, and you get these these teams that you kind of can check them off the list, if you will, of turning around their fortunes. I mean, to to put the Lions up there, who could have seen that coming even four years ago, three years ago? Yeah, I, I just want a great game. I, I'm not going to think about history. I, I'm very curious. Imagine if you had the Ravens and the uh, the Niners, the Lamar Jackson-Brock Purdy conversation. That alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> see, they literally might be the two exact opposite quarterbacks. <laughs> and to see Mr. Irrelevant against Mr. Two-Time MVP, I... I, I understand the Lions are cute, but it just feels like the Cinderella in the NCAA tournament, that's great, but give me Duke in the final game, and I'm tuning in. So I, I want to see the heavy hitters. The I, Listen, I want to all these teams are great, but San Francisco, KC, and San Francisco, Baltimore. San Francisco, Baltimore would be so fascinating. That's an all-time matchup where Baltimore, Detroit, you're like, oh, man, I hope this game is close in the second half. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, poll question here. Yes. Do you have to be, if you don't have a rooting interest, you got to be rooting for the Lions. I'm not sure how you want to word that, but you got to be rooting for history. I think the better question is which, which matchup would you rather see? And you put the Ravens Lions, uh, as a neutral fan, or, uh, just pick one of the other ones. Um, 49ers Chiefs, 49ers Ravens. No, you should put all four potential matchups up there. What do you think the most popular matchup is? And I don't think the Lions, the two Lions games are going to be more popular. Okay, we can do it that way. You can yeah. go to our social media at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I think you got to be rooting Lions. Perloff doesn't think that will be necessarily the best game. Uh, okay, coming up, big night tonight. We'll tell you what's going on in sports. It's a must-watch. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. All right, you guys got to go vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. What's the Super Bowl matchup you want to see? Because I'm saying the worst one would be Ravens-Lions, and that is winning the poll dramatically so far of the four possible matchups. No, no, no. I'm saying Ravens-Lions is running away with it. I'm saying that's the worst matchup. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't want to see Ravens-Lions. We need an all-time super close Super Bowl I'm afraid the Ravens would roll the Lions. Maggie thinks that uh, just the chance to see the Lions win uh, and all the history that goes with that would be worth it. But that's a big risk, Maggie. You're taking a risk. I want the sure thing. I want KC San Francisco and some wild play in the fourth quarter. Uh, Wait, am I missing something? Were the Lions blown up besides the Ravens, yeah. which I know this would be a rematch? Were they blown out a lot this year? I'm thinking of the Ravens game. That They weren't Just even Just the Ravens game. The other losses, the Packers was a one-score game. Okay, the Bears, that was tough. The Cowboys, they lost by a point in the still yeah. controversial, did he report eligible 
But I mean, these losses were pretty tight. We started the show by talking about FanDuel put out odds on what the different four different Super Bowl matchups. They said the Niners would be a point and a half favorite over the Ravens, three point favorites over the Chiefs. Then they said the Ravens would be four and a half point favorites over the Lions. I think reality, if we're if the Lions beat uh, the Niners, I think the Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. Wow. I, I I think they're huge favorites. Don't you think that everybody? Just seeing the Ravens, the way they've been mauling people. David Montgomery's great for the Lions, but he couldn't get a yard against that Ravens defense. I just think that that I'm much more worried about a blowout. So please vote. Go to at Maggie and Pearl and help help me out here. Let your voice be known. <laughs> yeah, I hate losing polls. That's oh. going to ruin my day. <laughs> You'll just put out your own poll on your own handle. Uh, I will. Big... And I'll word it in such a subtle way to <laughs> yeah. give me an advantage. Tell me I'm cool, <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> uh, okay, so Andrew Bogus is here. We want to call you in for this, Bogus, not just because we love your sparkling personality uh, and funny quips. But because you, Pete I mean, we're all huge baseball fans around here, and it seems a little odd when we're diehard, you know, just so in the middle of the NFL playoffs. But tonight is the Baseball Hall of Fame induction. So EJ's going to throw out a couple names that, you know, kind of controversial maybe, could be in, could be not. And we'll kind of take a second to see who should get in, who shouldn't. By the way, this whole thing is going to take about two minutes. So if you're not into baseball talk, just hold on for one second because we got some got some more football on the other side. All right, EJ, go ahead. All right, let's start with Andrew Jones. Right now, he's pulling up. He's apparently at about 70%, 10-time gold glove, in or out. Okay, I start in. And <laughs> there is a stat that kills him. He at 254 for his career be the lowest, I think, of any Hall of Famer in history. That's bad, but the dude was a machine in center field, and he was a big home run hitter. I'm just eyeballing it. Andrew Jones, A, one of my favorite players, and he was a Brave, and I hate the Braves. I'm all in, but I don't know. Am I alone on this? Well, what I think is weird about this is Perloff loves Andrew Jones, but I think the big case for him is his defense, and you refuse to acknowledge defense when it comes to baseball players. <laughs> like you, no, no, besides no. Besides Ozzie Smith, I, I don't know. Ozzie Smith and Andrew Jones <laughs> and Ken Griffey two. and okay. Gary Maddox, a former Philly, are my four exceptions. Oh, Center fielder and shortstops, you're, you're right. I am being a bit of a hypocrite here, but he was so good. He was... There was nothing. You couldn't hit anything in the outfield. He was just underneath it. It was incredible to watch. Uh, I, this is an eyeball one. Who doesn't like Andrew Jones? We all like him, right? No? Anyone going to back me? I've got Bilotti. him in, too. You have him in? Yeah. I got him in, too. Bilotti? I'm there. Yes. All right. Let's move on. All right. Carlos Beltran pulling right now. 66%. Uh, nine-time All-Star. In or out? Uh, I think he's not a Hall of Famer, but his number should be retired by our Mets, Pete. I think he is a Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the best all-around players I've seen. And look at 2004, the, the, the playoff run he had with the Astros. Well, so here's the thing about the Astros. Does he get dinged at all? Because we don't know how the Hall of Fame is going to handle that cheating scandal. I'm assuming they're going to... Well, I, I don't know, actually. That's what I was wondering, too. Is anyone going to ding him for that? Well, I was going to th- assume they were going to ignore it. But now that I think about it, they probably won't. Just because the players themselves never got penalized mm-hmm. in the moment... What are they going to do with that cheating I mean, he scandal? Was, he was like a, almost like a player coach at that point. I know, but he, he was kind of like the, he was like the mastermind yeah. of the scandal, or at least he got painted that way. If oh, you take that scandal out, I mean, the numbers, he's certainly a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. They, they might hold him a couple bouts. Wait, uh, Bogus, you said no. Carlos Beltran's not a Hall of Famer. No. Because very, what? very good player. The he's counting just, stats or with the eye test just, or what? He's just not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just okay. not. Heck of a player, not a Hall of Famer. 
All right, Adrian Beltre right now polling at 99%. Yeah, Four-time yeah. All-Star, five-time Gold Glove. Can I be honest? I'm just gonna, I've been hearing about Adrian Beltre as a first ballot Hall of Famer for 10 years, and I've never quite gotten it. I, I understand. And to me, like, Hall of Fame, is he, can you tell the, the history of baseball the last 20 years without talking about Adrian Beltre? In part because of the teams he's played on, but I've never, I've never totally understood that. He's got all the counting stats. I mean, he's yeah. got over 3,000 hits. He's got 477 home runs. He's been MVP votes for like more than half of his career. The, I mean, all the hardware that you want. Gold gloves. With the five gold gloves, the four-time silver slate. It's a two-time platinum glove. Has anyone ever bought a ticket to go see Adrian Beltre play, though? <laughs> he might be one of the top five third basemen of all time. No, I'm, but I'm with Pearl. I, I don't think I would miss him if he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, I I would vote for him. It's just I have to. Otherwise, I'd take your ballot away. He clearly <laughs> deserves it based on all those reasons. Yeah. But it's just like Adrian Beltre just hit hit a spot in the way the teams he was on and the, the exposure he got. To me, it's just like he's going to get in. I'm not going to watch his speech because I have no relationship as a fan with Adrian Beltre. Who's next? All right, Billy Wagner right now at the 200 ballots, pulling in around 78%, seven-time All-Star, in or out? In for me. Uh, same with me. He's one, of, he's one of the most dominant closers I've ever seen. I mean, I think we're all going to say Billy Wagner is in. We got up close and personal with him playing with our teams. But here's my question about Billy. It's not just about Billy Wagner. What do you do with K-Rod if Billy Wagner is going to get in? I know that K-Rod's got the off-the-field stuff that's not savory at all, and I get that, but... Don't you have the same case for K-Rod? And he's not anywhere close to this. I, I don't think K-Rod was, was as good as Wagner as long. I wouldn't put either of them in. Really? Yeah. Why, why not for Wagner? Um, I feel like I never saw Wagner close a massive game yeah. in the playoffs. I know that sounds maybe, you know, maybe a little ridiculous, but I saw him blow one of the biggest games the Mets have ever Played. Yeah, okay, I gotta but be that's honest. like not putting Beltron in because of cold strike three. I mean, don't you have to yeah, win more but, than but, that? Yeah, but you're a closer. Like, that's your job. I don't know. I think, I think it's a little Rivera, different. I mean, Rivera's in a totally different category. It's not like he's perfect. He also blew that's a true. World Series. He's um, pretty perfect. I no, I think know. Wagner, <laughs> and, he's, and he was a unanimous Hall of Famer. I get that. I also think Wagner's better than some of the guys that are in there. Well, some of the relievers? Yeah. Like Trevor Hoffman? Elise Smith. Oh my God! I think I, no. I, look. I take. I would take Billy Wagner. Yeah, I'm out on Billy Wagner. Out on Wagner. All right, we disagree on that one. All right, uh, little pro below this guy, Chase Utley, right now polling at 40 percent around 200 ballots, four-time <laughs> Silver Slugger, six-time All-Star. EJ, you happen to know how many times he's been on the ballot? Is it second or third year? Uh, don't know off the top of my head. But I can get you that in a second. Yeah, because I wonder. I feel like he's at a. This he, is his first, by the way. Oh, his first. He eventually. He's an eventually gets in guy. I mean, I know you guys hate him. It's, it's, a lot of fans hate him. I can't even, he's dirty. I don't even respect him. That's more than that. No. To me, it's, uh, a, it's a position. Second baseman, I think the bar is lower. You don't have to be, you don't have to have all time stats if you're a second baseman. But base he doesn't player. have any stat that stands out. There's no gold gloves. The batting average is low. Um, not a lot of home runs. He wasn't the best player on his team. He wasn't the best player on his team. But so, he's a second baseman. And didn't finish in the top five in MVP. So that's a clear no for me. Ah, right, dude, he's going to get in, and he's going to troll the Mets, and I can't wait. Bogus? This one's tough for me because I, uh, I am not supposed to like him, and I shouldn't like him as a New Yorker, but I wish I could have played second base the way that he did. Uh, this is he's a dirty? dirt on the jersey guy? Yeah, uh, it's his, 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 it's always, his, 
his It's Always Sunny storyline should factor into this as well. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. ITV show? I don't know. But I, but I think I end up back on like the Beltron... Beltray argument of mm. I don't know that I need to discuss Chase Utley when I'm talking about the history of baseball. I'm a small room guy in general. You should mm. like less guys should get in, and I don't know that Utley's a, an actual Hall of Famer. Feels like Utley had a lot of high profile games though. Right. Well, World Series. I mean, yeah, huh? and he was a Dodger. I I, I think though it, it's really a function of the position. Yes, if he was an outfielder with those numbers, there's no way. But and I agree. He did anything to help the team win, including be dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to one of uh, Minnesota's finest, Joe Mauer. 83% right now with about 200 pounds. Uh, three-time batting champion in or out. I mean, batting champion MVP. He's going to get in. Yeah. Lifetime twin. Um, I, I think the people who say the not a catcher, you know, because he had the injuries, he played over 900 games a catcher, yeah. and I think the next closest was 600 at first base. Like, if he's not a catcher, what exactly are you labeling him? Yeah, and he had a lot of home runs when he was a catcher. That's an eyeball one. You, if I say Joe Maurer, like, oh, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, Justin Morneau, no. Did Morneau didn't make the Hall of Fame, did he? No. no. But Maurer, because he's a catcher, is a no-brainer. I don't think there's any doubt he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Maurer fan, and plus he... Has a 300 batting average. You don't have many people going in the Hall of Fame these days with 300 batting average. So, by the way, uh, Maurer's a Hall of Famer. Bad. You got to stop talking about batting average, Bloody. If, if, don't tell me you're a batting look average. At t- it's how it is. Look, at, look at some of the look at the past years in the 80s and the 70s. That's how this is called judge. a cell phone. That's it, how they judge. It's not 1988. I have an actual smartphone. Right. Batting average. What are you? <laughs> All right. Get out of here. You can't talk about batting average. You sound like yes, a. Yes, I can. I just did. I just did. <laughs> Say anything. It's not a new movie either, Pete. Yeah, I know that. Okay. But you understand the argument against batting average, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's... Don't get me started. I'm going to get very angry about this <laughs> because the game was played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and, it, and batting average was what mattered then. So, well, you know I'm, what? I'm glad as, you know, that also the wins still matter for pitchers, but they shouldn't in the way that kind of batting average gets Uh, watered down as well. And Jacob deGrom, one of our favorite players, I think I'll speak for most of the room, Mm -hmm. was able to win two Cy Youngs with not a lot of wins. So you're glad that wins don't count as don't. I just don't think they're they're relevant. Yeah, RBIs is also an idiotic stat because... Don't want to score any runs. Yeah, Yeah. how do you hate RBIs? RBIs is the single dumbest stat. So a guy hits a short pop-up to right, it gets an RBI because there's a man standing on third. Another guy hits a solo run. You're supposed to score runs to win a Game. That's not the same thing, though. Okay. That stat is so deceiving. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're on the last guy here. Oh, this God. Very you fun. guys are old school stat very, guys? This ridiculous. I, no, I agree with Pete. I don't, I don't like the the, the, the the emphasis of batting average and RBIs. Okay, last guy. This would be very controversial, so I'm very excited about this. Right now, with about 200 ballots, pulling at 75%, right on that borderline, Gary Sheffield, 509 home runs, nine-time All-Star. Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel like I was watching a Hall of Famer when I was watching Sheffield because I felt like I was watching somebody who was one of the most feared hitters at the time. Also, uh, MVP votes in multiple through most of his career, right? I mean, Sheffield was right there. The one thing is the defense was bad, but there's other guys who played bad, you know, and and basically kind of forced him into a corner. But other guys who didn't play great defense who are in the Hall of Fame. So I don't think that's necessarily a reason to keep him out. The Mitchell report... 
that's a hardline stance for a lot of guys. Now, that's not judge, jury, and executioner. That's your name being on the Mitchell Report. Doesn't mean he never failed a test, and he never admitted that he did steroids. In fact, the opposite. He protests he did not. Oh, no, he did. He did admit it? Yes, he admitted, he admitted that he took something while he was injured, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know that. Okay, so is that a hardline stance? I don't think so. I thought I was watching a Hall of Famer. Well. Yeah, he's, he was pretty ferocious. Uh, the one thing about him... When I think of him, I got to be honest. The first thing I think about it, he was part of the bloated Yankees. Like oh, the fact, only, he, one of the places he yeah, played, but that, he won a World Series. The yeah, I know, but it's the Yankees, their most visible team. I do think of like, oh, like he was kind of part of that really messy trying to buy a title Yankees team. I uh, did. He won with the Marlins, right? Did we yeah. say that? Yeah, he was a great. He was a great player. I'll give it to him, but he doesn't excite me. I'm not like, oh, Gary Sheffield is like, oh, all time. I was lucky enough to see Gary Sheffield play. That's not how I think of him. Sheffield's got to get in for me. I'm, I'm putting no. in all steroid guys. This steroid thing I'm, is I'm ridiculous. Well, that's putting, a different conversation. I'm not putting but in yeah. A-Rod, but, I, but I, you know, guys who tested positive after there was the thing. But when there was no rules, we don't know who was using wasn't using. Like, Gary Sheffield was one of the most dominant offensive players I watched. To not put him in is ridiculous to me. He was a killer. One of the most feared hitters ever. 500 home runs. He's in the Hall of Fame. And we talk about writing the story of the game. The guys that you're not putting in because of steroids, you got to talk about them to write the story, the story of the game. Of the game. Right. So he's one of them. He's in. I think so. Uh, um, He's in. I, unlike Maggie, I didn't think I was watching a Hall of Famer while he was playing. But, I mean, guys that I did, like Vlad Guerrero, they're in. And his numbers are too comparable to say one's, one is and one isn't a Hall of Famer. Um, so I guess I'd have to vote for him based on that, but my first instinct was to not vote for him. Because of the defense? and He was just... he was not a good defensive player, yeah. and there was a lot of, even just like bad teammate stuff, like there's a lot yeah. of negative to Sheffield, which shouldn't uh. keep him out of Cooperstown, but I think it's just part of what factors into how you process him in your mind. He struck me as kind of a mean dude, and I right. don't even mean that as an insult. He's just like, he was scary up okay. there at the plate. Well, one thing, though, about Sheffield, I think the bad teammate stuff came pretty early in his career. I don't think, and it stayed with him. I think maybe he's just a little young and immature. I mean, he was, what, when was he with he, the majors? When he was 19? Yeah, I mean, he admitted to dogging it. He admitted to throwing right. balls away, yeah. basically, because he wanted to get traded. I mean, he, he said that himself. Um, By the way, I'm just, I'm reading through stuff right now, and what I'm reading says he never admitted and in fact denied ever doing anything wrong that's what i i thought i never and, thought he admitted it but i might right. I, maybe i missed you know and a big thing of his defense is that congress never called him in to testify like sosa and mcguire because he had nothing to share nothing to add to the conversation so what i have here from san francisco gate in 2024 2004 was that uh in this week's edition of sports illustrated sheffield uh, said he applied a steroid known as the cream on his surgically repl- uh scarred right leg to healed wounds though he uh. insisted he did not know it was a steroid uh. that was oh, yeah. my man, that's yeah. a, the clear oh, that's the a blast from the back yeah. I, I, I remember yeah. Where's talking Victor about the cream the oh player. man that Actually, EJ, working you, in boxing right now. You missed nine years of Sports Talk Radio about whether the clear counted. <laughs> oh, I was 10 years old listening to this stuff. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's Horrible. Can I say something to get, that I Scandals. know you guys will like? One, because I know there's Met fans in the room. If Scott Rowland got in the Hall of Fame last year, and five guys are probably going to get in tonight is what the reports are saying, how is Keith Hernandez and Don Mattingly not Hall of Famers? They are way better than these guys we're talking look about. At the, look at the numbers. The numbers are just, it's just so outrageous that they're not there. The well, Veterans Committee will put them in. I mean, that's yeah. not the same, but right. they'll get in. Um, I feel like it's easier now for some reason. 
they're well, they're definitely the door is more open than it used to be. Yeah. It feels like five's a big class, and yeah. that's yeah. what's happening. Billy Wagner was not making it 15 years ago, especially because we've had multiple classes with zero, zero. in recent yeah. years. They didn't get anybody in except the alternate. Committee. I think Part- that the commissioner would tell them if you put zero people, and I know it's a lot of votes, but if you put zero people in, like you're killing the killing. sport, killing, killing it. Um, okay, we should get to some headlines. Yeah, why not? Uh, Joel Embiid's 70 points came in a win, 133-123, his Sixers over the Spurs. Carl Anthony Towns scored 62, and his T-Wolves lost 128-125 to the Hornets despite an 18-point third-quarter lead. Head coach Chris Finch, unhappy postgame. It was an absolute disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball um, all the way through the game. So it really didn't slip away. It had been there from the jump, so... This is what happens when you uh, have this type of approach. Disgusting and wow. immature, uh, and I think he had a cat complaint as well. Chris, did, did you also see? I mean, did it turn into Carl trying to hunt like a absolutely a, a big number? And- yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, but for a while, I mean, it was going. Um, but you know, down the stretch, we you got uh, you know kind of dried up for us. Towns Oof. had. 44 of his 62 in the first half. He was 2 for 10 in the fourth as that lead disappeared. Wait, I, I'm sorry. They are one of the best teams still in the West, Yes. No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think sure. their coach hates right them. Uh, right EJ, EJ and I already set up a playoff bet. I tell, I said the T-Wolves are going to disappoint in the playoffs, even if they're the number one seed right now. Yeah, They're going out early. The, a team like the Lakers with veterans will beat them. I'm just telling you, this team is not built the right way. Cat and that exactly sums it up. Cat has always been about scoring and not about defense and winning. I'm more enthused by the Thunder than the T Wolves, but I do not think that these older teams are gonna be much of a factor in the playoffs. Mm, I think Thunder are rolling the Lakers. I think the T Wolves would probably beat the Lakers too. I just think that update that Bogus just had, like that sums up the T Wolves to me. Great numbers, but not doing things to help your selfish. Maybe this is the turning point here. Maybe mm. this is the coach publicly calling out. I mean, what's more likely is he gets traded at the deadline, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, that not, not when you're the number one seed. I mean, things are working. No, I get it, but maybe this is the turning point, you know, or you call one of the best players on the team selfish. And you gonna get their attention. When your center scores sixty two points and you lose to the Hornets, something is off. Yeah. <laughs> when you're up by eighteen at home. I know. What a, I don't understand any of this. And I didn't I don't know how we got to January twenty second last night, but Leaky Black of North Carolina hit the, the deciding free throws. He had not made an NBA free throw yet until <laughs> last night <laughs> to clinch this win for the Hornets. <laughs> What? Yeah, there's a. I woke up to a clip of the announcers freaking out. Maybe I'll play it before the show is over because he hit his first NBA free throw to seal this win last night. And I saw, I saw, I saw a meme on Twitter literally this week or last week about uh, just had Leaky Black's bio up there being like, "Please tell me this guy isn't an actual NBA player." Like he looks like just his name. Like a lot of people who didn't watch college basketball. Yeah, right. It's it's like Leaky Black, really? If you told me Leaky Black was a real NBA player, you'd be like, no. He should be a, a guy on the opposition team in like semi-pro. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I, wait, I, am I reading this correct? How many attempts does he have? He's Hopefully got... a lot, but probably not. Um, I don't think he dresses every game for the Hornets. Wait, I need the game logs for this dude. I can't, I can't uh, let it go. I got to tell you, he's now my favorite player. The Leaky Black, I didn't knew nothing about him. Oh, I mean, I only knew him from having to say his name because he was a good player in North Carolina. He scored five points a game in his career in North Carolina. It's funny, he missed, he went 0 for 2 yeah. on free throws against, <laughs> against the Pelicans, the, against Pelicans right? So he rebounded <laughs> to win the game here. <laughs> <laughs> this is big for him.
Good for him. Uh, the Kings snapped a four-game skid, 122-107 over the Hawks. The Celtics, a 119-110 win in Dallas behind 73 combined points from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And Kevin Durant scored 43, including the winner with 1.6 seconds left. The Suns now on a six-game run after this 115-113 final over the Bulls. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan's apparently the pick in Tennessee. He and the Titans finalizing an agreement after a second interview yesterday. Cowboys DC Dan Quinn supposed to have his second chat in Tennessee tomorrow. He still has the Seahawks on Thursday and the Commanders on Sunday as far as we know. And the Lions bringing in some reinforcements for the NFC title game. They're reportedly signing Eagles legend Zach Ertz to their practice squad. The Cardinals released the tight end back in November so he could catch on with a contender. And here he is in January coming to the Lions' rescue. This is awful. What, about Zach Ertz? Yeah, like, what is this? Like, and there's no other major sport where you could be adding guys who were playing for other teams in the playoffs. Ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I mean, baseball got kind of close when they added Verlander really late to that first Astros run. Um, Rasheed Wallace got added pretty late to the Pistons, if I'm remembering that right. Right, but those are guys on buyouts, and that's you're yeah. talking about like March in the NBA or September in ba- like. Yeah, you can't sign a guy in the playoffs <laughs> is ridiculous. With two games left, <laughs> right? A guy, and a guy who played. It wasn't but like the thing is, Zach Ertz is not going to help them do anything. He's a body. It, is it because the other guy got hurt too? Yeah, it's not because they're just like. Like, hmm, let's make some roster moves. Also, yeah, but- Zach Ertz should be above this. This guy already has a Super Bowl. Why are you jumping on the bandwagon to get another Super Bowl here? So you to would get say another no? Super Bowl. Yeah. You would say no if you were Zach Ertz. He wants he's been wanting to play. I don't no, know why the Eagles didn't this. sign him, by the way. Like but- what like he's I mean, Zach Ertz was a really good player. Like I don't look at I don't think of him as a joke. Why is he jumping on the bandwagon for another championship? Now, I wouldn't say no if I was a player, but, I mean, yeah. it's totally ridiculous, though, that he could go on the, he could get on this team, win, win two games, <laughs> and win a ring. Right. I can't wait for him to get game. interviewed post-game as the confetti is falling oh. and the Lions break this, like, crazy record uh, streak of futility. And they're like, and Zach Ertz. <laughs> He'll be like, I knew it all along. But there's an expectation. The magic the- of this team, you just couldn't understand if you weren't in the room. <laughs> I felt it from day NFL. one, nine days ago. There's an expectation <laughs> the NFL that, like, with your teams that you you have in the Super Bowl, these are guys that have been grinding for 18 weeks. Maybe you added a couple guys to the trade deadline or whatever, but this is a team that's been together for a long time. In fact, that's what Jared Goff talked a lot about in his post-game press conference. And now you're adding four Super Bowl guys in the NFC Championship game? I mean, this is like a, this is like a, a rogue fantasy league. Listen, DJ, you just wouldn't understand it. It's a Lions thing. Only Zach Ertz gets what gets what's really going on around here. Okay. If it was a cornerback or a defensive tackle, you would care less. If it was like if they if they they had three quarterbacks get hurt, they pulled someone off the couch. That'd no, be if fine, Donovan Sue was playing for a team today, and then he signed with the Lions in the championship game, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's but, the same thing. Well, that'd be kind of cool because he played for the Lions. Yeah, and but, I would I would crush it. But that would be kind of awesome, like a full circle moment. I think he it was would the be number bogus. one overall pick for them, wasn't he? Or was he one or two? And he was number one, number one pick. I he think. Was one, right? Yeah, because we want to shed a tear for him. <laughs> <laughs> Stamping yeah. on people, everything. <laughs> this, this, they should have added two Super Bowls for Dominican too, right? Oh. Yeah, uh, Tampa. No, uh, Philly, three or right? Rams and the Eagles. Was he on oh, the Rams? Right? right. He didn't win with Tampa with uh, Brady. He came after. I'm not sure okay. where he was and could be. So, he was definitely with the Eagles for that Super Bowl, which is crazy. We've same, done this. I'm sorry. Same. Yeah, same thing. He signed on late. Yeah, and we've done this before, this conversation. I just don't understand who the victim in all of this is that makes you guys so against it. Like, no one's No, not it. us guys. It's EJ. Oh, and Pete. 
I don't like it. It's 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 cheap. It's just like it's cheap. Like we're gonna go back and Zach Ertz and be like, I'm I'm a two time Super Bowl champion. Like, oh. come on, man, really? Sorry, you're right. Sue was with the Bucks. He was not. He left the Rams, so he was not on the Rams team. But he was with the Eagles. Who cares? Zach Ertz. The Eagles could have signed him. They needed a tight end desperately. Didn't even want. Him. There's no way this dude has an impact. Okay, what? he's a, a a warm body, and that's it. He if Zach Ertz catches a touchdown, you should have to do something. <laughs> I will, uh, because I have no ups. fear. There's, if Zach no catches that, a touchdown. Uh, uh, off the lineman caught a touchdown for the line. You don't think that Dan Campbell has a plan for that? <laughs> no, those guys, yes. By the way, when he's, he, he's been holding half the playbook just for Earth. Just when for that Lions offensive lineman went to report to the official, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's my new favorite thing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he spent about eight minutes explaining, I am eligible. Do, you, un- do you understand me? <laughs> the words coming out of my mouth. It's like Chris Tucker. Um, Okay, what about the flip side? What about the guys who are with a team up until the trade deadline, get traded away, and then the team goes on and wins? Should they get a ring? Of course. Yeah. No, that, I have no problem with that. But they weren't there for, like, the playoff run and, like, the real No, but they the actually helped them win time. games to get to that point. They, yeah. they, they should get a ring or the team votes on if they get a ring. That should be the right. If they would, if they just did a cup of coffee, like a right. ten day contract, but right. still, no. I think if you play a game, you're part of the magic of that championship year. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, who is the guy? Wasn't there a vote on a ring? Beat you were mentioning a specific team that was a pretty controversial. A guy did like a ten day contract and got oh. a ring. Oh, I'm blanking. I'll figure it out. But but yeah, there's been several cases. There's been several cases of players that have that have been traded and they get a ring. Well, last season the, the talk was like, what happened with Russell Westbrook when he got traded by the Lakers? And it was like, he was a pariah, a but will he get a ring? And he was like, and remember him and Pat Beverly were like, I'm definitely getting that ring. <laughs> yes, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. They were they were so into that ring. Even though they were like hated by the Lakers and their fans. It was crazy. Thank you, Bogish. Thank you, everybody. Want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, something that seemed unfathomable just a few weeks ago may be coming true. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Maggie and Perloff. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. CBS Sports Radio. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Perloff, something that seemed impossible just a couple weeks ago maybe actually coming true what's that bill belichick may not have a job next year 
And it's starting to pick up a little bit mm. of steam with the Atlanta Falcons continuing to do second round interviews with not just Belichick, Harbaugh, multiple other candidates who don't have nearly the resume that Bill Belichick does. You know, Peter King sort of implied this in his column on Monday that if it's not the Falcons, there may not be another suitor for Bill Belichick. What if the Chargers can't get Harbaugh? I would think that Belichick would be second in line there. I don't know. Have they brought him in for an interview? I think actually it's funny. You said it's unthinkable, but it's the same problem that Harbaugh has. The reason Harbaugh has not been hired the last three years, Belichick said is wants to go in there and have total control. And guess who doesn't want to give that up? NFL executives. Right. Owners, they don't want a guy who's saying I'm taking over everything. So if Belichick doesn't have any offers, it's it's his own fault. If he's if he went into a building and said all I want to do is coach, you pick the players, you set the tone. All I'm going to do is X's and O's. Then he'd have a job. But that is not Bill Belichick. Okay, but then Bill Belichick must have straight up lied in his exit press conference from the Patriots when he said he would have been willing to step back and to bring in a GM. He said it was only whatever whatever it took for the team to win. Now, maybe that's BS, but he, well, right. he kind of put that out there publicly, and I thought that was on purpose to sort of show other teams, hey, I'm not going to be the like overlord. I don't have to be the overlord of this team to be the coach of the team. Right, but if he's in an interview with Arthur Blank, and Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, says, who are your coordinators? He says, I'm bringing Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia with me. It sure feels like you're recreating the Belichick universe okay, in a hurry. How many Super Bowls so did they all win together. I understand, but I I think that it's impossible for Bill Belichick to not have control. In reality, well, he could say I don't want control, but he's going to control the room, and that might be a good thing. Like maybe, but you know, the GMs and presidents they don't want to give out control. Uh, so the teams that like even your Bills or my yeah. Eagles, like they don't want Belichick to come in and just become the Belichick project. Okay, but again, I, I think he's. I'm not certain that that's what he's telling these teams. And the thing about why Harbaugh hasn't gotten hired in the past couple cycles might be because of the full control, but it might be because teams maybe think he he's using them to get more money out of Michigan. Maybe they thought these were kind of Fugazi interviews and he was just trying to get a pay raise from the Wolverines. I think it's this idea. There's a, there's a huge conflict right now. Who runs the team, the GM or the coach? Much like baseball. I think there are a lot of teams that want these smart GMs to be making all the key decisions, and Belichick's going to have none of that. And See, you know that. I don't, I don't care what he says. There's no way he's going to get let some analytics nerd from Princeton to make key decisions on personnel. Well, Never going to happen. I, See... I think that if you're going to evolve with the times and if you really do want to keep coaching, you want to break that Don Shula record? Yeah, if you're going to evolve with the times, it's Bill Belichick. He's not evolving <laughs> for no one. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, uh, we're making some big predictions around here. What are they? You'll find out in just moments. Hang on. Hang tight. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.